0: Welcome to the Scale Model Podcast. In this podcast, we aim to entertain, inform, and promote the hobby of scale model kit building with interviews, reviews, and news about the hobby. The podcast is available bi-weekly where your favorite podcasts are found, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also get it from our website at scalemodelpodcast.com, where you can find show notes, photo gallery, and so much more. You can also subscribe to get notifications on all our updates, new episodes, and video content. Please support the Scale Model Podcast on Patreon. Patreon supporters enjoy early access to content and exclusive contests. Your Patreon support helps us to offset hosting and other costs to bring the podcast to you. Welcome to episode 131 of the Scale Model Podcast, sponsored by Cult TV Man, Sean's Custom Model Tools, and Return to Kit Form. I'm one of your co hosts, Stuart Clark, and we have a very small contingent tonight, but always the important people are here. So, so tonight there is no Jeff, there is no Anthony. So, that means we have the most important person from west of Chicagoland, northwest, southwest, I'm not sure, somewhere to the west. I always forget. Mr. <laughs> T- Mr. Terry Measley. How Good are evening, you, Stuart. At how least are
1: you? it is, uh, it is at least a, an international show yes. at le- tonight. So, the cross
0: border edition. There you go, everybody. That might be our you know what, that might be our tentative title. The cross border <laughs> edition. I like that. I like that. All right. There you go. So yeah. Uh so yes, as always, uh things are cold here. We got we got a sharp cold wind and just about freezing and uh not nice out there tonight in our neck of the woods. How about you? It is
1: cool and clear. It's crisp out. It's nice. It's yeah. right around th- freezing. It'll it'll dip down below a little bit well, uh, tonight. It's been uh, clear and warm. Well, today was kind of cloudy. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're we've very been very different from yeah. Last
0: week was in the 50s. Yep. Uh, yep. Fahrenheit. Yep. Uh, <laughs> well, we've been lucky because they say it's it's going to be an El, El Niño winter, so it should be milder for all of well,
1: us. Well, the Portland, Seattle area is getting plenty of rain. Yeah, um, you
0: were that, out there, weren't you?
1: Yeah, back to kind of normal what they what they expect actually higher than.
0: Um, yeah, they got some flooded. I know Vancouver got it too. So yeah, See what happens, yeah, what happens visit, when you go places? That's fine. We we stayed inside and
1: did stuff inside. Good. Well, and outside to walk the dog and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we um it was nice to get out and visit them well overdue. Uh we did get up to the museum of uh pop culture.
0: Excellent What's in Seattle.
1: Like um, so there's science fiction, fantasy, horror, music, all kinds of stuff. Uh, I guess it was one of the Microsoft um, billionaire. Uh, I think it was uh, guys that Alan, Yeah, uh, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, yeah. His his money behind the collections. It's it's interesting. It's cool. pretty cool. It's like they're well designed, but I think you know you, they could fit more stuff in there and mm. and not. Not be crowded, right? So that's well, what Nick, Nick was it, saying. It's like, seem like there should be more stuff on display.
0: Has to be a true thing of nerd of nerd and geek culture. It has to be jammed. Oh yeah, it. I mean, definitely
1: stuff from the original Dune, you know, oh, props nice. and such from you know Blade Runner and yeah, some Star Wars stuff, some uh, original Galactica stuff. Cool. <laughs> there you go. there you go. and then on the fantasy side, a ton of stuff. Um, hero weapons from Lord of the Rings. Those are always cool. I remember. Yep, go ahead. They look better than you would imagine. Most of the time they don't. But these things are artisans built these things.
0: I remember when uh, my wife and I were first dating, one of the first road trips we made was to Toronto, to the Royal Ontario Museum, because they had a special thing of all the props from the, at that time, the two towers hadn't come out yet. Mm. So some of the props and yeah, the weapons, it's like, yeah, they, you know, these look like real works of art. You know, you may not yeah. even see half of it on the screen, but they designed them to be as realistic as possible. Yeah. Just, so just amazing stuff. So
1: in one, in one, with with that, they had uh, Gimli's axe, Legolas, I mean, um, Sting, and yeah. Aragorn's um, uh, broadsword. Very and nice. The, the broadsword's chipped up. Oh yeah, yeah. Sting's not. <laughs> no,
0: no. I think I saw Sting, and I think we saw yeah a couple of different ones. And, yeah, yeah. Just, just amazing. Absolutely amazing work. That and they had a
1: special exhibit uh, from Leica Studios. Oh, which was fascinating. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Interesting.
1: They built it as the history of stop motion, but it was
0: not. It was Leica. It was all Leica. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, um, yeah, we mentioned that as well. We have a link further down. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. I also, uh, I've been, my wife and I have been enjoying the the various Doctor Who specials. There's been three three Doctor Whos, all in preparation of the New Year's one, when the keys to the TARDIS are handed over to the brand yeah. new Doctor.
1: We haven't watched them yet. We're going to have to watch them. Yeah. I've seen some fun stills from it. Yeah. They, we
0: watched the first one. we got to watch the second and third. You You will have a ball. You're yeah. really, it's a homage to the fans once again alrighty so as always thanks to our latest patreon and buy me a coffee supporters don't forget you can always support us we also have in addition to our merch page we also have a what we like page now um so this is this is kind of a list of curated list of, of, of stuff we like. Um, and some of it, especially if it's Amazon, we have a small affiliate link. So we might get a little, you know, a couple of cents, a couple of pesos, whatever. Um, it doesn't increase the price, but this is stuff we've actually used and like, and I've also thrown all the books in or I'm slowly catching up on all the books on the wall. Yeah. And, and
1: we'll, we'll, uh, get everyone to populate those
0: definitely so uh, people have links at least yeah because i know we've had some requests and people like when i when i have been linking them so always good okay other news um so yeah this is our final episode of 2023 uh just not here because of christmas commitments you know being being the cool grandpa and all that um so after this we will take a break because you know we record on the monday before we release and no one's going to be here on christmas day Right. The, 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 the scale model podcast office building will be closed for the season. <laughs> um, so yeah, but we'll be back in January. And, you know, as we always say, we wish everyone the best of the season and all that good stuff. Okay. Couple items in the mailbag. Uh, so, uh, first of all, Nick wrote, uh, hi all at scale model podcast. Just wanted to thank you for a very informative and easy listening podcast. It definitely helps me get through my days at work as long as you're not falling asleep. Uh, just catching up on the latest episodes and heard the update from Scale ACT 2023. Hmm. Pardon me. Um, It was the first time I'd attended and was this amazing show. So ACT was the Australian national show. I met up with some people in person for the first time who I talked to for a few years on Instagram. We ended up going out for some refreshing adult beverages both nights of the weekend. I can definitely understand when people say it's it's the people that make the shows. Uh, during the episode, I heard you mention the Ram Kangaroo at the show. That was mine. It was the Geico Models kit, and it was a dream to put together. Um, and he has attached a few more pictures, which I will put, put on the show notes. Keep great. up the great podcasting. Well, thank you, Nick. Uh, no, that was a gorgeous, a gorgeous kit. Um, I know a yeah, lot of thanks. people in, in Canada like the armor modelers like, like, like to do that on social media. He's known as the scale armorer. So again, I'll, I'll throw the links up. We'll throw them up in the show notes. Um, Gordon Sorensen, he's written to us before, good friend of the show, enjoyed the latest podcast. I went to Telford for the first time this year. Montreal had direct flights to London Heathrow, and it's about a three-hour drive northwest from there. There are three large halls totaling about 100,000 square feet. The 170 different clubs and SIGs were situated in the middle of the halls, and 120-plus vendors around were on the outskirts and along the walls. I displayed some models at the Danish Sagan. Had a great time. I spent way over my budget, but I justify it say- by saying I'm saving on shipping costs. <laughs> yeah, I got to go with that. Good for you. Yep. No, Telford. that's great. Yep. Yeah, on our bucket list, definitely, definitely on our bucket, definitely on our on our bucket list. So, if you want to send us uh, some commentary or some photos, uh, scale model podcast at gmail.com. We'll be happy to read them on the air and show them off.
1: Yeah, what did you get done this year? Because beginning of next year, it'll be, you know, we're not doing it on New Year's Day, but the week after. Yeah. Yeah, show us what you finished up last year. Yeah. Or, you know, if you did, anything, uh, anything you're proud of. Let's see
0: it. Finish. Show us what three. you got. Show us what you got. Give us the stuff. Give us the goodies. My output was way down, but that's fine. All right. Yeah. Uh, latest hobby announcements. Uh, this one, a lot of people have been talking about. Dragon apparently has been spending 10 years, uh, doing this. This is a new 148th, 109 E4, but you're thinking, oh, another, n- another 109. Yeah, they make money. But more importantly, this is a really revolutionary way they put this together. Uh, so 48th scale, uh, our good friends at the modeling news have a lot of pictures. What's very unique is the fuselage. So it's an engineering revolution. It's part of their wing tech two series, which is a part of dragon's engineering revolution 2. These items are developed with the model modelers in mind. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to cut down on the parts and the risk when, when making a kit and why not? So one piece fuselage traditionally, uh, you know, your fuselage is two parts, right? Well, or more, or more, or, got, more. or more. And then, <laughs> you know, you got to putty and sand, fill the seams and just, you know, you take sand off the stuff on the details. Um, so this is very similar to the engineering was our HK models did there when they did their large mosquito. They did this. They did multi direction slide molds to produce the fuselage in one single piece. So. Again, you'll see the pictures. Uh, the back end of the fuselage is one piece. All That's right, fascinating. And then, yeah, so pretty well the whole back end, and then it separates, you know, for the cockpit and stuff like that. Uh, what's also interesting, the wing joints are hidden beneath the curved leading edge of the upper wing for a hassle-free construction with apparently no sanding. Um, Yeah, the Dragon <laughs> DS plastic part, love it or hate it, is supplied to re- replicate the canvas boot for the gear bay. So, yeah, they've been working on this. And, you know, cockpit tub is laid out in an easy process to connect the cockpit to the fuselage. Again, this is what we talk about with how the hobby is evolving. Yes, there's a lot of one on 9 kits. But, you know, thanks to engineering and that, why don't we make it easier so we can, you know, even the average modeler doesn't have to torture themselves with a lot of sanding. Yeah, I was a little
1: surprised here they went with instead of a a one-piece lower wing. They're yeah independent wings, but they've got the struts mm-hmm. built into it, yeah, so you can i mean you you can slide the the wings on, yeah there I've built a few planes that have done it that way, and they didn't really well, yeah, um I don't know enough about the one o nine to know whether you could build this, build this essentially kind of crate it up with the wings separate,
0: yeah not that sure. way,
1: and show some of the plumbing connections and and do it, but that, that might be an interesting thing to do.
0: Yeah, but it's interesting how they're coming along. So obviously, I think we're going to see some more releases in this. And, you know, just like we talked about um, with uh, Chris Wallace about the about the Magic Patrick Corsair, um, mm-hmm. he recently published an article about he's got one in his hand now. He's a big Corsair guy on how it's, you know, he's saying it's better than it's Tamiya. is good, but, you know, modern engineering, right? And this is yeah. what I think Dragon's doing here. Uh, Cleaver
1: says the same thing. To me it's a simpler kit, yep. but this the Magic Factory is better. And this looks this looks great. Yep. I'm I'm not a huge 109 fan. Me either. But um I can see why they would go through the money with yeah. this new technology and do a 109E. Yeah. I mean, why it sells. not? It's yeah.
0: it's like this is why they use these Spitfires and Tigers so they could afford you know, to maybe take a small loss or break it even on the obscure stuff. I won't be surprised if we see, hopefully we'll see, uh, you know, a Mustang or a Thunderbolt or a Spitfire. You know, I would like to see, I would like to see that. Uh, but yeah, this is definitely, you know, we talk about there's, you know, major stages and evolution in that. And this is another major stage in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see a lot more of this. And again, yeah, because I hate sanding and and having to fill up, you know, you got the detailing and, you know, if you enjoy it, great. But if not, it's nice that if it can make if it can make the hobby more enjoyable for you. Yeah,
1: I wonder if they can do some of this sort of thing with um, jet intake tubes. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. That would be a game changer.
0: Yep, exactly. So, moving on, here's one I know you're going to be excited about. In fact, they had two stories in the modeling news this this month on this or the last week or two. Uh the Miniart 148 scale D30RE uh Thunderbolt, so the p 47 d So there was actually two articles they did. Um one had one earlier one had like a lot of the box art and some details. And the second one actually had sprue shots, so the first one's quite nice. Because, and I think we've seen some of these before, like with the advanced kit versus. But it shows some nice detailing, you know, with the with, with, with the slightly different tail. Again, I'm not a Thunderbolt guy. You you are, yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely, uh, you know, definitely yeah, they, nice uh,
1: there. Yeah, the tail has the fillet built yeah. into it, and it's the the tapered fillet, not like on the N or the O. Okay. Um, because once as a Razorback is still that the size of the fuselage gave some lateral stability mm-hmm. and they lost that. So they had to retrofit this in. Um, okay. And it's uh the plane just kept getting faster and faster mm-hmm. and all the extra plumbing on it for all the fuel tanks and everything um, was well appreciated. Yeah. This yeah. is,
0: this is apparently nice. a flat cockpit floor, the tail fillet and the underwing die brakes are of note. And then you got the sprue shots there. So some very nice-looking uh, things. Dive bricks, open them Ordnance, yeah. Ordnance. Huh. Wheels. A couple of nice uh, schemes. Uh, yeah. 346 Fighter Squadron. Uh, toward Tessie and Philadelphia Philly. So, yeah, be some nice ones. So, again, some history behind those. So, I think it's going to be from the other ones from the 509th Fighter Squadron, uh, from Spring 45. Colonel Chester Van Eaton. Uh, so he was also a member of the RAF Seagull Squadron. So there oh. you go. Yeah. So and he, these were, these were some Italian campaign schemes. Italian yeah. campaign. And then yeah, also yeah, later yeah. on, his squadron covered Omaha Beach. And, yeah, these guys, uh, um,
1: yeah. Yeah, these guys would go after all kinds of stuff, flak batteries and everything.
0: Yeah, well, and and the colonel here, he fought in Korea, and he was also the first, his was the first 105 Thunder Chief Squadron to see action in Vietnam, and he retired in 1971, so. <laughs> wow, he liked the big planes. <laughs> he liked the big planes, obviously, obviously, so good for him. So, they're saying, not sure when it's going to be available, but very soon they're saying, so. I wouldn't be surprised if we see one of these under, uh, under Terry's workbench at some point. That's uh, gorgeous. I would not be surprised at all. I
1: did. So. I did
0: um, pre-order the uh, Halberd models XP uh, 62. Did? Yeah. I think, yeah, that's going to look Of course nice. I had to. And, yeah. I know. And in your hands, it's going to look absolutely wonderful. So, yeah. So yeah, that's going to be good. All right. Uh, our good friends at black dog, 29 new products, 29 new SKUs and four scales. Uh, you know, all sorts of things for your tanks, MiG 21s, uh, a lot of Russian tanks, Russian British Army clothes, US Army helmets, Israeli Army helmets, jerry cans, you know, woman mechanic one, two, uh, yeah. and the set jungle base. And then a couple of interesting ones, the destroyed boat base. So a little square thing with part part of a destroyed boat. Uh, they got the little jungle base. These almost remind me of the, um, of the Verlinden models, the way they box, these. sure, yeah. yeah the photography, I think that's intentional. And then you have the woman's mechanic set, and I, I think she's missing a few articles of clothing. Yeah, they're they're dressed for the shop, aren't they? Yeah, really. Yeah, safety, <laughs> safety in mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, how about the Spencer 1906 motorcycle?
1: I love it. That <laughs> cool.
0: <laughs> I like that. All three D printed, showing how it's. Done. It even comes with a wheel mask, 1905, 1906, and a lot of accessories. So, you know, the the Schwimmwagen, which we covered a couple of months ago, the thing that looks like a giant boot, but, you know, amphibious Jeep for the German Army. Yeah, and
1: Schwimmwagen ex- triple. I don't yeah. know enough about these, but. Uh,
0: it swims. That's it swims sh- sh- yeah. Yes. Yeah. British Army clothes, uh, <laughs> accessory set for the <laughs> Rappenschlepper.
1: Yeah, I love seeing your wrapper. Yeah, when you gotta
0: schlep your wrapper. (laughs) You're (laughs) wrapping, I guess. I don't know. Uh yeah, the stuff for the Hetzer and all sorts of other goodies. These are all gorgeous looking. The armor Mm. guys will like it. They've got a big set for the MiG twenty one for the Edward. Yeah. Nice. Spine Tail and Engine, the avionics, etc yeah, lots of goodies. Again, I don't know how they make all these skews. Their warehouse must be huge, or have many small drawers. That's all I'm gonna yeah, say. Yeah,
1: many small drawers. I get. I've I've seen miniatures manufacturing from back in the day, and
0: tons and tons and
1: tons of bins. I'm Not amazing. a
0: whole lot in each one, but no. But you know, water barrel, yeah. milk cans yeah um one of the guys in our club ron he he bought a three a new 3d printer he upgraded it. it's like 12k he built the he printed these 172nd milk cans and the little handles mm-hmm. yeah they're, they're they're there's a whole like you know it's not one piece like they're separate the detail's just amazing what yeah. you can do now absolutely but if you don't have a 3d printer and you want something a bit bigger you can get your water barrel and your milk can now in those scales Again, just, just gorgeous stuff. I might actually be asking him to print me some 72nd scale boxes and some barrels and stuff like that for the Musuru Cup. So, got mm-hmm. some ideas for yeah. that. So, we'll see. All right. Next up, another F-14. Always oh, good to see another one. Uh, so, this is Great Wall ho- Hobbies. This is their one for F-14A in 48 scale. And this will include the VF, uh, 41 Black Aces and the VF1 Wolfpack. Mm. Two very famous squadrons of the A's. So that's going to be good. Uh, very similar to their existing one. Uh, you can open the flaps, the air brakes, the radome. Uh, forward landing gear offers options for parking or catapulting positions, so kneeling slightly, wings swept wings open or back, open or close the engine nozzle, Nozzle structure designed for easy cutting and installation of detailed parts, and three photo etched sprites, including one color, because you know there's other details that's coming for this thing. So, yeah, yeah. The VF1's one of my favorites. So I had the AirPix 172nd scale from eons ago, and that had. I still have a couple of sheets of the old VF1 markings from that scale. I doubt they're much good anymore. Uh, but yeah, very two, very famous squadrons. Uh, of course, full full decals for the missiles, the aircrafts, the old high, high, high vis schemes. And I I don't quite remember this VF the VF 41 uh the supplemental decal queen of spades obviously it was done somewhere right near the bottom yeah uh, yep so there you go so that's going to be nice uh they're thinking it okay. should be very soon if not like already out there so check that out and then we feature hobby boss january's coming quick so a couple of new items uh first of all is the mig 29k this is the Fulcrum d this is the navalized version 148 so this is going to be a big aircraft uh you could also build the one or two seater i see that yep so that would be interesting yeah you know nice looking aircraft the fulcrums are always nice uh looks like they've also got in, in an indian navy scheme as well that operates off the indian aircraft carrier uh and then oh, there lots of lots of ordnance lots of ordnance Holy that's f- that's a great
1: trend in these modern kits it doesn't yeah you know once they do one set of of yeah, essentially Russian weaponry. You know, and I wouldn't be surprised to see these for sale on their own. Yeah. Hobby Boss do like Haskawa does.
0: Yeah. Just exactly. put the
1: weapons out because that's there's a market there.
0: Yeah. Nice looking kit. Nozzles open or closed. Lots of sprues. Lots of parts. 300 parts. Detailed cockpit. Rubber tires. A lot of photo etch.
1: Yeah. look forward to seeing some feedback on yeah. this to see yeah. how Hobby Boss did with it.
0: Yeah, it looks nice. You can fold the wings. So the the one they built for the uh, box art looks like, uh, yeah, it's got the air brake, ta- tail hook down, foldable wings. Yeah, fairly basic detail there, but nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. Again, you can certainly detail it up. Okay, for all you folks that like your armored trains, uh, the 72nd scale German armored train formation BP 44, the gun car. So this is the basically a flat car with a Panzer four turret. Uh, with the long seven point five centimeter cannon, so the armored pursuit car replaced by the earlier pusher car. Uh, so yeah, the idea is if you're going along and you see some Russian tanks trying to trying to threaten your train, you just set this upon them. <laughs> it's even
1: got a little plow. Got a little
0: plow. Keep crap off the dirt. Yep, yep. Keep keep crap off the rails. You got the track for it. Yeah, these are very, very popular. You see these the odd time on the tables, and they're quite cool to see. Yeah, so this one is seventy second scale. So yeah, and you get it looks like you get a big base. Yeah, you get a big base. You can add more it. Yep, yep. I exactly. presume they
1: have other cars. Oh yeah, and such.
0: yeah. I'm sure you can get other things. Seventy parts, four roadbed sections. Yeah, fairly detailed for seventy seconds. So tiny though for me, my poor, my my my, my poor eyes these days so that's from hobby boss that's that's pretty i like cool. it i like it too all right over to italy now our good friends at the um one of the founders of the company he passed away about a couple of days after we we we, we recorded so i shared that to our facebook page mm. He'd be, he was the managing one of the founders and managing directors for many years all right uh four more kits coming out two are the uh the two are kind of the complete set to start with, and the other ones are repops. So the first one is this is this is their equivalent of the Airfix starter set. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is the King Tiger, one seventy second scale. It's a starter kit. You get uh, the kit, plastic glue, three of the Italeri acrylic paints. Actually, they're Vallejo. My they're apologies. Vallejo paints, yeah. yeah. Uh, you got a brush, a tweezer, double sided sandpaper, and a sprue cutter two marking choices so like everything you need to start this these are great idea you know and that's a
1: stocking stuff for yep the kids kids, and the
0: kids you know and they do popular subjects you know a tank like this will be cool for the kids uh so yeah this is the king tiger the panzer six um yeah looks 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 good again you get all the little parts like i say little Vallejo dropper bottles some glue it's even liquid cement it's not like tube glue so that's nice um, tweezers, couple of marking choices with the callouts and some nice decals. Looks like you can make whatever number you want. Uh, so yeah, this is, this is really good. Good basic kit, individual wheels. Uh, the, the tracks are, of course, are the plastic ones, but that's fine. And then the second one is the JU87 Stuka, the 87B. Again, uh, the kit, glue, paints, brush, tweezers, sprue cutter, and the double sided sandpaper. Yeah. That's a nice, that's a nice, n- nice looking one too. Yeah. And again, these are different than the air fix because you get the cutter. You, you basically get everything, you know, and the, and the, uh, the actual, uh, sprue cutter looks, looks fairly good, good quality. Looks nice. Uh, the tweezers are plastic, but that's fine. Yeah. Nice looking brush. Very nice. Yeah. Two different schemes. Yeah. Okay. Then we have the AMT. AMXT in 172nd scale. Uh, this is a, this was known as the AMX Ghibli. This was a single engine ground attack was the result of a collaborative venture between the Italian and, and Brazilian aviation industries. Mm-hmm. So it was done in the eighties. It was designed to re- replace the old Fiat G91 fighter bomber. Uh, they also, the Brazilians needed to replace some stuff as well. So this has a high swept wing, it has a Rolls Royce spay engine. Uh, it could contain a maximum speed of a thousand kilometers an hour. So you've got a couple of schemes there. Uh you know, Brazilian, Italian. And that is a new that is new
1: tooling. I just had I a look at that. Is.
0: Okay. So it is this one's a new one. It's the other one. Yeah, ones. yeah. Old So that'll be nice. So the Italian version was armed with a 20 millimeter M61 cannon could carry an offensive payload of thirty-eight hundred kilogram. There was a two-seater. It was developed as an advanced training aircraft, but it could be used on combat missions. And Italy acquired twenty-six of them.
1: Yeah, it's it's very much. It looks very much like an Alpha Jet or any of the yeah. other modern. Training strike planes. Yeah, all those like, things.
0: Things at at the time. Yeah. So that looks nice too. Okay, this one's the repop. The Dodge WC fifty six fifty seven command car yeah. in one in in one in thirty fifth. Uh, you know, this is what the colonels and the generals would go around in. Uh, yep, a big jeep. A big jeep. Yeah, three quarter ton. Beeps are the most produced by American ornament. Uh, so yeah, you've got one at Utah Beach, uh, one in Italy. Uh, one with the Brazilian exp- um, expeditionary force. Yeah, mm. so a bunch of different ones. So a couple of nice couple of nice decals there. Uh, good looking number of parts yep Fabric, very fine top up ones. or down. Yep. yep. very fine ones. So make sure you check those out. Uh, is that a spring at the bottom? No, no, sorry. Those are windshield wipers. That's the, uh, windshield. <laughs> well, first I looked and I went, are yeah. those like springs and baggies? No, they're windshield wipers. Okay. So that's cool. They include the windshield wipers on the built into the window. Be very careful painting them. Yep. All right. Okay. A couple of car stuff. So I, I saw some of this recently. So, you know, people think the car industry, not many car must stuff to build. AMT is back with a vengeance. They're still doing new tool stuff. So this is a, they've got an old style box, but this is a 1960 Ford F100 pickup truck with a trailer. So it's a three in one set. It's all new tooling. You heard me right. All new tooling. The box may look old, but a new tool, 125th scale, uh, around $35. It's available now for pre-order, should come out before the end of the year. And you'll see some pictures there. You've got some different, different things you can do with it. That, that's a, Good subject. yeah. Oh, I mean, and look, Gulf Oil colors. Golf Oil colors. <laughs> There's one for Blappy. includes the includes the tri power, the Ford tri power engine. So, yeah, this is new tool. I know a lot of the car guys are excited. So, just keep that in mind. There's a lot coming out. We should also mention uh, our good friend Dave Blappy. His uh, his uh, golf color pickup truck. It made Model Cars annual issue for the year. Nice. Yeah, made the cover too. So, yeah, he was rather pleased about that. So, yeah, that's nice too. Those are always nice. All right. And then Ravel, speaking of vehicles, Ravel now has the Stranger Things license. So, they've come out with a new, a couple of things from the series, including Billy's 79 Camaro. Harper's 1985 Chevy Blazer. That one is a new tool. I did read that. I don't know about the other ones, but this one is a new tool. It says all new tooling there on the box. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yep. Nice looking Chevy Blazer. And then the surfer boy pizza van says new tool parts. Uh, And then let me check the Camaro. The Camaro. A new tool. Okay. So there's some new tooling in in two of them and the other one's all an all new tool. Uh so yeah, they got the uh like I said, they got the Stranger Things IP. So that should be that should be popular. that's on my to watch list, the newest edition of that, Stranger Things. Haven't got around to it. Uh definitely I'm a child of that era, so that'll be fun yeah. to uh that'll be fun, fun, fun to check out. All righty, let's go on to Scalemates. Our good friend at Scalemates. So looking at Full Kit's new tool. Oh, look at this showed up a Douglas Dolphin. Limited edition 3D printed from Hobartville Hobbies. Never heard of a Douglas Dolphin. 172nd scale. Float plane. It, it, yeah, it is an amphibious plane. Yeah, it looks interesting. Uh, helicopter. Modern Naval Research. Spanish Navy Coastal Defense Monitor. 1875. Nice. By a company called Modern Naval Research Team. 1700 scale. And then moving down a bit. Ooh, a Chandley class frigate. Broadside miniatures, one twenty five hundred scale. It's hmm. Tiny, tiny for your Starfleet battles. Yep, it's for your FASA yeah. games and for your FASA Starfleet Or battles. fit
1: in with all your twenty five hundred. It's it's a Combo relatively scale. popular scale. Yeah. yeah. What else do we have so here? When did a Chandley? Is that a
0: what kind of kit that is was that was from FASA. That was from FASA. Um, oh yeah, yeah. No, I know that yeah. I think it's three D printed.
1: Doesn't really say.
0: I tried to look up the manufacturer. I couldn't find them. The picture looks pretty sharp. Yeah. Actually, on the picture there above, it shows the parts. So it might be. Oh, that's AMT. Never mind. I don't know why they have that there. That's Deep Space Nine upgrade parts. Anyway, yeah, it looks, it looks nice. Uh, what else do we have here? Going down to December 7th, we've got, oh yeah, this is cool. NASA Boeing, the 747. Uh, SP Sophia, this is the. Um, if I recall, this was the telescope. Yeah, if I remember it. right, it's an infrared telescope. Yeah, it wasn't the laser. They did one with a laser too. Yeah, strategic observatory for infrared astronomy. You are correct. Yeah, uh, it's Boeing. So this is a conversion interesting allowing you to take a front end of your one one to one four four. Yeah, um,
1: NASA has some actual r- relatively low res print. A files yeah. if you want to print them yourself. But well
0: this one looks very nice. A
1: conversion for a commercial kit is and this is it, it's it's tough because this was not a long body seven four seven nope. it was a short bodied one. Nope. Exactly. Okay, so. so really weird looking plane. Yep. So uh, look. But a very useful instrument.
0: Yep. And then late and then I know later on they were playing with laser beams out, out one of them. So yeah, they had something different for laser beams. Uh moving on HMS Argus. One seven hundredth, a World War II British aircraft carrier. The, this is going to be tiny. The Western Wessex one to one four four scale. That's <laughs> going to be tiny. Uh, what else here? Oh, a new Ferrari from Model Factory one twelfth. A Ferrari from F from the two thousand three Italian Grand Prix. Again, nice. That'll be expensive and gorgeous. Geico Models has a Dragon Teeth anti tank obstacle set for your thirty fifth scale. And uh, Oh, this was from me last week. I mentioned it to one of our, our regular listeners, uh, Mike. And uh, this is an HS747 BAE 748 in civilian markings. So an airliner, uh, tw- tw- twin-engine airliner. I know British Airways used them for years. Uh, they BAE used them in the 748. 80s. Yeah. It looks like it was still running. Swedish Swedes used it till 2007. So, yeah, these were quite common. Huh. Um, so, yeah, the civilian... The UK European civilian guys will like that. Uh, apparently, Edward is making some rumors about a P 40E Warhawk in 148th. We only see one picture there, a I, I, uh, graphical rendering. So we look for that coming soon. They've added it to the database, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else here? Porsche I love the
1: uh, DTM 2018, the Porsche 911 Le Mans. The picture.
0: Is a cardboard yeah, box. It's a cardboard box, but, you know, <laughs> it's a Porsche 911, so, you know, you can't go wrong. Uh, a Leopard 2A8, Musing Hobbies, uh, 135th scale. Yep, some more car- some more boxes coming soon from that same company. Uh, yep. Ferrari 499 Le Mans 2023, winner. Yeah. Ferrari SF23. Oh,
1: 25. look at the Balaton model, in 135th scale, Multicar M25. This is one of those little... Delivery trucks, yeah, and it <laughs> looks great
0: perfect in the streets of Tokyo,
1: yep, and this looks like it's it's a resin cast product,
0: yeah, it does, doesn't it
1: yeah, but it looks yep. like looks a nice com- nice complete
0: kit yeah, that's awesome those are like you know grapes for Godzilla to snack on, oh yeah, yeah, exactly, but that looks nice, yeah. And then we have some one sixteenth stuff from a company called Landships Modeling. Uh Hotchkiss and Salmancure Combo Pack, a TKS tankette with a 20 millimeter gun, and just a regular one.
1: Yeah, so these are 3D print, print files, files, yep,
0: you're right. Scaled you're right. to 116th.
1: So there you go. Yeah, so there you go. You guys get your new um large scale printers, uh, get those rolling.
0: Exactly. And then Tamia, you know, beginner mini four wheel drive series, the dog racer. Yeah, there you go. Oh yeah, these are the one. This is that series where they put them on the tracks so as like four right. wheels on. Either yeah. side. they're pretty cool to they watch. They got little though.
1: guide wheels. Yeah, they, they yeah. zip. They yeah, zip they really
0: <laughs> move. Yeah, a lot of the stores, the upper floors, just like in North America and and the Europe, we have the slot racing over there. Yeah. They have these. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Uh, they also have the mini elephant racer and the mini penguin racer. Yeah. I want the penguin. Totally. And you
1: just wait for him to collide at the crossovers. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, Then we have model airways. Uh, I suggested that Jeff could build one of these at the last build night Uh, the Fokker Endecker 116th scale or the SC5. Yeah, look at the 16th scale. Yeah. So I assume they're going to have all the ribbing in that. That's the drawing, but the Endecker looks like an actual kit. Yeah, the Endecker. All opened up and. Wow. Yeah. That'll wet Jeff's All right. And then we're almost into November. And then yeah, lots of stuff from Tata in one forty third scale. So a lot of cool things. So yeah. Again, people are starting the Christmas slow slow slowdown, but lots of new things coming yeah, coming in. A the bunch of the too. Ultraman
1: vehicles. Yep. Uh there at, at the end. Um some interesting stuff from that yep. series, all in one one four four.
0: And how about a garage kit of an Imperial probe, probe droid? I'm not sure whose kit that is. Garage kit it say? it just says garage kit. That's from the 29th of November. That would be, you know, for your GI Joe size. Oh, yeah. The company name. Hang on. Garage kit. No, they don't have a link. It just to it. says garage, garage kit. kit. Yeah, they don't have a link to the website. But yeah, so that's all the stuff that's fit to print and talk about. So another thing that's always fit to talk about. Is our good friends at Cult TV Man and all the cool stuff we talked about? You know he's got the Christmas sale, the Christmas suggestions, a lot of goodies. So let's see what else Steve has. Let's see what's new from Cult TV Man in this last update before Christmas. Still lots of time to get a lot of goodies, lots of new products too. Cult TV Man Shop dot com. We're going to start off with the brand new Shin Ultraman one to two fifty. From X Plus, available right now, seventy nine ninety nine. Also, the Art of Ron Gross, at the two thousand twenty four calendar, Lost in Space, another Irwin A- Allen products, nineteen ninety nine. And then we have Tom Daniels, the Sidewinder Custom Show Rod, one twenty fifth scale from Atlantis. And then we've got some reaction figures, including the Monsters Wave Two and the Monsters Wave Three. Uh, Monsters Wave 2 is $69.99, and the Wave 3 is $59.99. So make sure you check some of those out. And also, as always, we've got the stocking stuffer section, all sorts of good little things, including the Mini Robot from Lost in Space in the Aurora-style box from Mobius. That's on for $13.99, and the Mini Flying Sub also in an Aurora-style box from Mobius for $13.95 as well. Uh, what else do we have here? Oh, the Classic Enterprise and Botany Bay, 1-1000th, the Space Seed Edition. That's the reissue. That's also in stock. And the Mini Luna 1-350th kit from Pegasus Hobbies. So lots of goodies. Uh, Steve and the team wish you a very happy Christmas. Don't forget to check them out. Let them know the Scale Model Podcast sent you at culttvmanshop.com. Okay, we're back. So yeah, Terry, end of year, it's just you and I, because everyone else has abandoned us. Terrible. So we can talk about them. <laughs> no, it will be nice. Um, I did have a nice chat with Anthony yesterday. He helped me move some furniture. Um, and he's, he's been busy working through the stuff on his, uh, shelf of shame, but doing some cool stuff there. Uh, so yeah, anything that's really stands out for you this year? You want to talk um, about? I mean
1: just just the sheer number of releases <laughs> across the board. I mean we've seen yeah, you know, big stuff. Uh, I saw MPH, HPH with a promo pick from the one of the shows up there 48 scale B36. Yeah. Isn't that I mean it's nuts. I showed that to Jenny and I'm like, "Look, Jenny, it's a bomber." It's like, "That It's like, is that a B36?" I'm like, "Yep." where will you put it It's not where would you put it where will you put it it's like oh don't worry i'm not buying this one no where the hell do
0: you put it (laughs) exactly yeah the thing was absolutely a monster yeah but
1: yeah just the the subjects that are coming out i I could be happier seeing a lot of these things Mm -hmm. uh underserved subjects and i guess they made their money on the big ones yep um and 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 are are able to go out and i guess i think there's a pent-up market still for a lot of the stuff. Um, and on the science fiction side, it's it just gets better and better glorious, and better.
0: Glorious. Well, um, and and I think to what, what, what you said, you know, about some of the underserviced, I think, and we have talked about this before, I think years ago when it was just injected molded, you had to be able to make money, you know, so you had to be sure that if you're going to come out with something, it was going to sell, let's say I'm just throwing a number out 10,000 units, you know, to make a profit where now, mm-hmm. you know, with 3d printing and garage built, Building, you know, maybe you just need 500, so they can do the rare subjects. Yeah. Um, well, the 3D.
1: And, uh, it's not even the 3D printing because I, I presume that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, whether they're they're good or not is you know and the advantage there is you get criticism, you can change it right away. Boom. Right. Right. Yeah. You don't have to. But but the other thing we saw on on um, injection molded stuff was some uh, some feedback people are getting from the CAD renders. Yep. Uh and and making changes to yep, it. The companies are listening. Uh and we've seen some embarrassments otherwise when they haven't done that. So I mm-hmm. I hope that's that's a lesson and, and they, they listen to it while it's still in CADS. Yep. That they can actually make the changes before they invest in molds for stuff.
0: I'm thinking Airfix's uh issue with the Vulcan was the recon pod. They had they had uh, attached a fairly large strut where it went close to the fuselage. Mm-hmm. So again, it came out. People criticized, but they owned up to it, and they actually, you know, fortunately, in that case, it's just a matter of 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 cutting cutting the support strut. Like the yeah. park has both the support strut and the pod, um, and they they posted an addendum to their website. They owned up to it, um, you know, and they even talked about it when they've been interviewed for other podcasts. Um, about what happened there so no it's good to see a good a good company will listen
1: yeah and 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 when you see them um actually doing subjects that there are are a little bit unusual people don't you, you can go out and see a mustang anywhere yeah uh but there's a lot of these that there's only a couple of examples left or no examples left yep. in the world exactly um so it, it's it's tricky um it's always been the case that there's more, you know, you probably have more Tiger Tank models than were ever produced, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But um, some of the other ones that are just mass market, I mean, mass produced vehicles, you know, your little track, the, you know, the tractors, the military tractors yeah. and all this, it's available now. And before it was, it was, if you were lucky, you were able to find a mm-hmm. resin kit somewhere that you needed to do some a fair amount of work with or yep. you know maybe if you you saw it you had to buy it right away because yeah you were never going to see it again you know they weren't going to repop those molds when the molds were shot they were done
0: yeah exactly
1: um but now that it, it's all it's all completely different which is yep. fascinating uh 3D printing keeps going so yeah i mean that that that's not going to go away
0: yeah I think we're eventually, we're not going to see an elimination of photo etch, but I think it's going to put a huge chunk, particularly with the naval community and, you know, stuff where you've got complicated folds, you know, if I need to yeah. fold an Orlikan gun five or six times with three or four parts and I have to do a hundred of them for a battleship, that gets old real quick, no matter how much you like photo etch.
1: Yeah, what, what's the point there? or Or towers. Yeah. Or those frigging origami towers or yep. the strut towers from vintage ships. You know, yep. those are exactly even you know, even fifteen, ten, fifteen years ago you were starting to see 3D printed versions yep. of those things.
0: Yeah. Well, as I said, I got a few three fifty ships in the stash and now that there's some of that stuff available, or even one seven hundredth if you wanted to, it makes yeah. it more makes it more practical to build. And as you say, the sci fi stuff, it just you know, Sci-fi and figures, we see that every year at Wonderpest. It just keeps getting better and better. Um, yeah. More into the main, more into the mainstream. Uh, the other thing I, I like to think is, you know, we had the trial and tribulations of IPMS USA. Yep. Um, that was a, certainly a big story throughout the year. And I think it's good because I think we're, we're turning a corner where a lot of people, general public and it's something we've tried to be promoting for years there's a lot more beyond your local country wherever you are it's a worldwide thing now and again thanks to social media thanks to the internet you're working to a worldwide audience whether you're like us like a podcaster a company or an organization and i think we're seeing now the organizations are realizing that and taking steps to address it and they need to because like you say we see it now
1: we see A show like like the Telford show, we we're, yeah, you know, we were always enamored by it. But I had no idea that the mm-hmm. the Sig groups were the star of that show. And yeah. now I'm really interested. Yeah. And you know, we've a, a little group of buddies, and I have you know Macross guys, and we build Macross stuff. And hey, you know a yeah. Macross right next to a Yamato. You know, yep. right, right next to a, I don't know, a door vac or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, we could we could fill tables on our own.
0: Well, and I think that's one of the nice things. And it's, again, at our show, we're going to see what we can do about having some display tables. I know they're going to do, they're, they're doing that for the first time at Nationals in Madison in 2024. Yeah. And, and, that's and a, a lot of local yeah. shows have
1: had a display tables just, yeah. you know, for people who want to come in. Yep, I want to spend all day, show their stuff off and, yep. and go, but that's not how these ones work, right? No,
0: I think it's going to be encouraged more. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I don't build for contests, but I'll definitely bring stuff. Like I've been working on this, you know, these what if RCAFs. Um, I'm hoping that if I have time and enough time between helping organize the show in London next year, that I'll be able to, uh, I'll be able to, you know, bring a few and we'll have a little display on what ifs. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like stuff like and that. the
1: other. The other thing I saw really over the, this year and the last couple of years, but it is the proliferation of really quality tools. Yes. And and supplies. Agreed. Um, the days of the old uh, of the old squadron toluene putty is um, gone. Yeah. You just don't need to use those old things. No. Nope. Um, no. Nope. And, and there's there's so much easier. Yes. Not so much, just
0: better. Just better better quality. The other thing, too, is the wide variety of paint lines. Yeah, here and in Europe and in Australia, there is so many different pain lines. And as I tell people, it's worth trying. You know, a lot of people are bemoaning, you know, a lot of the older guys don't like hearing that, you know, the model master and the testers enamels are no more. Mm-hmm. But there's an awful lot of other good ones. Tamias make enamels. Other companies make enamels. But, you know, try the acrylics. Right? See what works for you. There's yep. so many of that there's lacquers. Acrylic lacquers. I mean, yep. if they're still lacquers, it's just a different thinner. Yep uh Tamiya makes their own pure lacquer now. Uh mm. the car guys are loving it. Um Gunsy. nice Gunsy. to see Gunsy yep. back. Yep, uh, exactly. And revamped really. Revamped? I love my Aquias. Uh, so I, I love got it as much as as much as I have my Tamiya acrylics.
1: Yeah, I got in a Kickstarter for a a a mobile painting set. Oh yeah. A uh, set up, but it, that hasn't arrived, but no. Nope. The stretch goal of of like a full set of um Pro Acryl paints. Ooh. That arrived, so yes. I, at least I, I got something out of it.
0: Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, you were saying those were coming. I've seen those. Have you had a chance to play with them yet? I
1: used them for the first time on the Christmas birds.
0: Okay, and
1: I do very much like those paints.
0: Cool. Well, we're gonna we're gonna wait till the next show once Terry's given the Christmas birds uh, away to his yeah, family. So I've uh, seen the picture; they're awesome. I only hand brushed with them. Um, yeah. But that's Uh, airbrushed using the gunsies. Yep.
1: Um, But on this one, there wasn't that much airbrushing to do.
0: And this is the other thing I love too. You've got like other acrylics, like the Vallejo and the the AK Gen Three. They're fantastic for both airbrushing and and hand brushing. Mm -hmm. So the mini guys, like I, our local game store does have 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 those acryls. I did see them there last time I was there. So yeah,
1: I want to say, and I haven't tried it yet. I want to say that they they are compatible with the AV paints. I won't be surprised so. Um, if you They're want to lighten, or darken, or something, yeah, uh, they, they seem like a polyurethane clear acrylic. Yeah. acrylic.
0: Yeah. Did you now? I know you were working on a you were working on a three D storage solution. You you got that sized out correctly, right? I, so I recall, yeah, the
1: the three D honeycomb uh, storage was slightly too small for right. the acryl paints, and I didn't feel like sanding each of those down, so I used those for um, AV paints. So okay. I, I made the little rack with my dad yep. out of scrap wood, and and um, they're in there, and there's a bunch of the most commonly used AV yep. paints are in I that. See that, yeah. and the other one hanging, you can see behind me. Yep. there is is a set to hold uh, the bulk of the um, of the pro acril paints. Yeah, I gotta
0: come up with I gotta come up with something. See, you know, it's a rental, I will, it's I'll put the link to that. Yeah, it was put on, the link um, in there. I gotta come up. i I found an old you know, we had this old thin bookcase, like a display shelf. Mm -hmm. So I put a lot of stuff on there, but with a lot of my, I've got the Tamiya and I've got the, uh, the Gunzee, the small bottles in like a plastic drawer, Mm -hmm. but I really need to come up with something for all the various dropper bottles. And I just, again, when I reworked the workbench, I knew it was going to happen. So I just, I I still have to kind of play around because I've also got like, a ton of the army painter stuff, a ton of the finishing stuff, you know, just different size bottles. So I'll come up with something eventually. Um, but yeah, similar, similar thing, especially because I'm doing the mechs, you know. Doing yeah. The
1: and, and there's, there's a lot out there on Etsy and, and places yeah. like that where, you know, a person with a laser cutter and some uh, of the whatever 16 yeah. inch plywood uh, are making quality stuff. You just, I just glue them I, together. I, yeah.
0: I, I got to find the room. Like I've got two of these Ikea. Um, uh drawer sets. They're like, you know, three rows of three different size drawers. Mm-hmm. They're very nice. And I've got like a plastic thing, a plastic drawer set on top of that with the tools. I've got a Mac and my old iMac on top of the other one. So again, I just have to kind of you know, think out of the box. Like maybe stack those, you know, I have to figure it out. That'll be version three of the workbench but for now it's 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 doable i just you know when i have to look for paints i have to take a bit of time and you know pull out the ones i want and decide and you know but that's but but, you know that's the way that's the way you do it if i can find another alex ikea alex drawer set that would be nice i did i got one and i use it for all the various podcast recording equipment and Mm -hmm. computer stuff but there's certainly room room to put another one and that would fit the paints well we know where people have made the you know the paints are on an angle and yeah. they Have like the yeah. So something. And yeah, like those that little
1: right. racks are are great. Yeah. yeah and it's and yeah. pretty dense storage.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And I think that might be an option. So it's just a matter of, you know, it's just a matter of 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 coming up with something. Yeah. And you know, we'll we'll see. But yeah, no, I've uh, I'm pretty good myself. Other than that, I only thing I've got on order right now is I'm waiting for Neoto No, not Neo. Um, Rothdale's hobbies. I've ordered the mung, um, from Dune, the two ornithopters. Yeah. I've ordered those because they're, they're a nice little size. I wasn't that interested in the sand crawler. It looks like the NASA space shuttle launch, you know, thing where the shuttle sits on. Um, but I'm looking forward to that, getting those in. Um, so yeah, no, like I said, yeah, I think we're going to be in for an exciting 2024. Lots of new products out. I think Madison and some of the other shows are going to be interesting. I think we're going to see a few more shows possibly go to gold, silver, bronze. Well, one, I, two, I hope so. And I hope yep. IPMS
1: moves toward that. Cause frankly, it's, it's just so much easier. To yeah.
0: Well, and a few, like I said, I think it's IPMS Houston, their show, they've done it for a few years and a few other ones. And, you know, obviously Wonderfest does it, mm-hmm. um, you know, um stuff like that we had a nice discussion with George about that uh so yeah i i think there's going to be some cool some cool things coming soon so stay tuned as always
1: yeah and if we're doing yearly wrap
0: up i think we had a pretty good year we had some guests we on we,
1: we got out to some shows
0: had a great time had a great time having you back down here at at heritage con by the way heritage con they've already sold out of sold out of vendor tables they did uh-huh. it in, in 4 days Alan, Alan reported, so that's going to be exciting. Um, we're looking at our club. We may be doing a show next year because Ottawa wants to get on the off here, so mm-hmm. we'll have to see. We'll have to see if we can get enough volunteers. That's one thing that's really important. If your club's doing a show, commit early to help. Yeah. You know, we We basically organized it with five people, and it was a ton of work. We really need more, so we're hoping... Uh, our next meeting in a couple of weeks. We're going to hopefully get a decision either them or in January decide if we're going to do it. Um, but yeah, a ton of great shows. You went to a lot more shows than I than we did. I don't get out to that many shows. I yeah, um, still get out more to a few. You got you got into Cincy and Wonderfest and Yep. You know.
1: Yep. So it's you know, where it's easy to travel or if we have got a good reason. I. Yep. It gets to be like a lot of people. It gets to be an awful
0: lot. And yeah, it's a know, lot when, of work and time and that. Yeah, like yeah. There was one additional one I was hoping to make it to and the the stars didn't align. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hopefully, hopefully next year. And Madison's not off the table for me completely, but we'll just have to wait and see. And we're waiting for some estate money from my wife's father who passed away. But we've got to wait for that to get settled. And then we'll make a decision if we're going to travel travel or not. It's, you know, even though it's a drive, it's still a lot of work, time off and stuff like that. I'd love to go. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, we both had health issues and stuff like that. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Even if I don't make it, I'll make I'll make one of you guys, you know, do, 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 do like a streaming video. We'll do streaming FaceTime from there. You know, <laughs> I have to wind up. I have to wind up Goldfinch anyway. So, you know, and all that, all that good stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So that is our review of uh what what we are uh, our review of the year. And again, stay tuned. Uh, like I said, we've also, we were talking about pre-show. We've got a uh, recording the podcast now on YouTube and we're getting quite a few people uh, listening in there. So that's really good as well. Okay. What's on the bench? Uh, you go first, Terry. Oh, uh,
1: what did I write down here? Yeah. What did I, <laughs> Sorry, I put you on so, the spot. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, yeah. Like I said, uh, every year I do these Christmas present birds. They're finished.
0: Yep. Look good. Uh, the clear
1: coats are all on there and uh, everything's done. So I just need to uh wrap them up. Um I've working a little bit on that Lambda carrier, that multi-deck purple uh-huh. one uh from Yamato. It's a uh I wasn't too happy with the surface on uh-huh. the uh the black on the carrier decks. So I buffed them down, uh wet wet sanded. It did it was the clear coat
0: that I thought I think oh, went okay. a little
1: pebbledy on me. Yeah. You were so, on our build
0: night last week and you were saying that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, I sat and I was watching some Nova or something yeah. and just uh, slowly buffing them down, wet sanding them down. Uh, did not go through the paint except for a couple little places. It's fascinating. You never see the irregularities in the surface until you until you yeah. do this. Yeah. Then you see it. it'll <laughs> disappear again. It'll disappear again. Uh, but I, I then overcoated with a uh, highly diluted uh, NATO black paint, but diluted with uh, my uh, spray mix for future, which is 50, 50 future. And to me, a uh, mm-hmm. uh, airbrush paint. Uh, okay. All right. So it's like 30% paint, 70% that. Right. So roughly 30, 30, 30, you know, right. Okay. Third Neat. portions. Uh, it seems to have laid down really nicely. Okay. Um, they've been i had i did that on sunday so i got to go back out and look at them
0: now Um, is that now is that like like just a light mist coat you're doing because no no No, it's actually pretty heavy looking okay i wasn't sure okay
1: you can actually see the sheen it's not like a powder okay uh, cool it's you can actually see the sheen so i gotta go back and look at it make sure it didn't go weird on me Mm -hmm. um but i might have come up with a new tool here for this uh because because it is so much future in that yeah um it should be a pretty hard coat, yes, so I should shouldn't be. need to do anything else before I do some masking and whatever else I need to do for the the light. You know, you the know what? This is
0: this it. is two different paint techniques in the last two weeks. Each of you have told me about it. It Never occurred to me. So you mixing stuff with the future mm-hmm. at that point, and Jeff because uh, he has all these old Humbrol paints, and again, it never occurred to me. He actually tried uh, model leveling thinner yeah and it actually works really well now i read up later that people have done it for years but i had never heard of that before and that makes a lot of sense yeah so that that to me uh, um,
1: nato black has to me a clear coat clear added to it right right out of the jar right has uh, to me a thinner in it i don't know if i put any leveling thinner in this one or not i i could probably tell by smell if it did (laughs) um but it it might have, and that does help a lot too. Yeah. But then, yeah, uh, I think Tamiya paints are all—they're just too thick for me.
0: Yeah, I they can't be. Yeah. And we the
1: flats are super flat. Yeah. Um, which which is why I've been just adding clear to it. Oh, okay. <laughs> in fact, yeah. Neil Neil ordered a box of Tamiya clear oh, from he? the hobby ship hobby <laughs> shop a couple months ago. I'm like, you know what, Neil, I i'm there too i gotta call them up and just get a box of it yeah
0: i've never really done that a lot i i tend to do that after but again yeah. for the stuff i'm building but you know what i've got a couple of jars of clear i should try it. what ratios are you using clear to paint for the class
1: uh, um i put some
0: in there okay guess yeah. guesstimate and just play it yeah.
1: always seems like to me uh, i think the jars they're either only three quarters full from the factory Oh, I can't imagine it's so. A, you're it's adding it to the jar, okay? Yeah, I'm adding I know. Because some people,
0: yeah, I've heard of other people who do that to the first slip or whatever. Okay, I'm with yeah, you. yeah. Okay. I,
1: but when I did the the mix with the diluted future, that was in a yeah. cup. I'll have and to I'm play with that. I'm kind of going to yeah. viscosity at that. that point. Yeah,
0: I'll play with it in the cup. I like yeah. mixing it yeah. What
1: way. I, I used to do, I used to love um, the the Gunzi Senyo, um semi gloss paints. Yes, because that was essentially what I'm doing. Yes, right. Yes. Um, and and to me, it's like I say, it's just so much it's of so the, flat, the yeah, flat agents in there. It's too I much, really, so. I
0: really noticed it when Aquias came back out here in Canada, and I got the um, oh, what was it, the dirty white or whatever? It's like an off white mm-hmm. that you paint the VF1 Valkyrie, and I threw that on. And beautiful paint went on beautifully, but it's yeah, it's a semi gloss. They call it a yeah. flat, but it's almost a semi gloss. But it's gorgeous stuff.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, it was always a lighter touch with Gunsy. Um, yeah, but true. What I used to do on the, the clear, clear ones is just put a little flat base in them. Yeah. Just a little to give it points. a little grab. Yeah. Okay, because those gloss you. paints yep. don't always cover very well. Yep. I always a make little sure flat I
0: primed it well. Yep. no, and I was pretty impressed with <clears> this white. <throat> this, uh, again, it's the off-white or whatever. Um, I put three thin coats on, and it looks damn nice, and I didn't need a gloss coat. But great. When I was done. Yeah, I was very impressed with it.
1: My my standard gloss has been um, Vallejo's white mm-hmm. with a little bit of their from their game line Ghost Gray. Right. It's a yep. cool gray. Yeah. Um, not Ghost Gray. Uh, Wolf Gray. Wolf and gray. it's not just because okay. it's a wolf. Yeah. But um, yeah, and it, it looks light gray in the bottle when I mix mm-hmm. it up, mm-hmm. but on the well the the that NASA plane, yes that was what that was. It's oh, like, okay. oh, It was a great white because
0: it's yep. not white. Yeah, no, it's, it's always interesting. And it, again, this is what's c- so cool. There's so many different ways to get a desired yeah. result and you, and you do what works for you. You mm-hmm. know, if you're, com- like I said, I can, I can airbrush Tamiya with my eyes closed. Yes. Um, no problem at all. Um, Guns-y, I, I'm pretty good now. AK, I'm still working my way. I have to kind of pay attention. The one that's always gives me issues. And again, I just haven't done it in a while because it gave me issues were the regular, uh, v- Vallejo paints not the air colors but the regular just yeah. for whatever reason but then i've also read guys that are the exact opposite they can do the vallejo one hand tie behind their back and they have problems with tamia so this is what i tell people when you're switching paints play around find what works for you yeah
1: everyone i know who brush paints minis and such only buys the air paints from vallejo because yep. they're already and they're already, you're already pens, spending yeah. all your time thinning and extending it yep. down to the point yep. where you can flow it on Yeah, I've got more air.
0: I don't have a lot of Vallejo, but I have more air than that. I also remember the first Vallejo I tried was a, I had a 172nd scale M1 Abrams. So I did the U.S. Desert Sand color. And yeah, I had a heck of a time finding what worked well out of the airbrush. Yeah, Um, But again, I've read some new stuff. And again, if I need it, I'll try it again. But I do like the air. Um, Again, just have to play around with it a bit. Make sure I find the flow improver is a must have for several of their things yes. both that and the ak i find the ak if i'm spraying gen 3 i use their own thinner and i use a drop of the Vallejo flow improver and it's just yeah beautiful and i'll use
1: the flow improver in other paints as well yeah just a exactly. little bit exactly um does, does wonders uh, what else i want i uh, opened up the rego pack oh yes, yeah uh, haskell and um I had, I debated because it's the way it's the pieces are casting color and, and such, and mm. it's just the fit isn't perfect. Right. So, um, I, I'm I'm just gonna assemble it and mask the whole thing and paint the whole thing and be done with that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was trying to figure out how I could actually paint it on its own, but it's that wasn't. Yeah, you know, each piece is like a. Yeah, there are some of these kits you can do that with. You can paint the different colors and then assemble it afterward. Uh, But this one is not going to work that way.
0: No, well, sometimes that happens. I'm sure it's going to turn out really well. Yep, it'll still be good. Yeah. So that'll keep you busy over Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. All right. As for myself... Um, I'm, I'm taking a little break from the Moosaroo, but I might come back to it this week or later in the week. I really was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with it. And my first idea, I don't know. I think, I think the way it's come together, I need to build it like a wrecked vehicle or semi-abandoned, like a few of the other people have. I think it looks good for that. Um, So I ended up getting a slightly larger base at the dollar store, a picture frame base. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to do that. I got in a smaller one and I got to the point of boot of doing the, uh the surfacer on it and the spray of toner or a spray of um primer on it. But I think I'm going to use this larger base. I found some old 72nd boxes and barrels in my spares bin, which we're allowed to do. And I might get a um, one of our guys at the club. He's got that good 3d printer and I might have him, uh, You know, do me some small parts. Not sure if I'm going to have the sheep on it still. I might still. I'm going to try and try and get some sheep on. (laughs) Got to try and get some sheep on. Um, so I'm going to play around with that. The big thing is I haven't done like dioramas and trains in years, absolute years, other than like mini bases for my painted mini. So I'm going to do some research and try and try and figure out what I want to do with it. Um, the battle mechs, the three I was working on, they're almost done. We're getting down to the, Fine details like me- metallics for the gun barrels and stuff like that. I did do it a couple of different ways, and I'm pleased with how all three came out. Uh, would definitely want to uh, get some more of those. Uh, they're they're a lot of fun. I actually am working on the uh, the basing for that. Uh, so the Vallejo textures are really good. I've got the mud, and even though it looks absolutely gross coming out of the out of the out of the out of the container, it w- works very well. It just it looks the part in any scale. Um, then trying to figure out what I, what to build next. I did a unboxing of a YF21 from Macross on my other channel, blackfire.ca. So that might be the possibility, but I'm not, it's not a certainty yet. There's still a few other things in the stash. I might build something else. I'll have to do an unboxing, but mm-hmm. the YF21, I got some interesting ideas for. So that might be the next one. I, I usually only work on two things at a time. Um, not counting the shelf of doom. You know, I looked at the shelf of doom. Don't want to do something there. No, not right now. <laughs> um, we'll come back. Well, the battle mix are kind of, you know, one of them, yeah. but the other two weren't. Um, and that was fun. Just getting back into the minis, playing around with that, all sorts of good things in the mini world. So yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Um, yeah, just kind of take it easy over Christmas and try and get some actual work done on the bench. Uh, you know, I'm not taking any, christmas holidays other than the uh christmas day and boxing day but i do work from home so you know at least there's no commute so i do get a bit more time so we shall see um and like i said i know jeff's been working on he posted uh he posted he's got that what was it the what was it the s not the sr 71 the old test the 75 The 75 he's building it for his grandkid and he's got a a wonderful color module he's got warm colors on top and cool cool colors on the bottom it looks really good i'll try and he sent us a picture so i'll try and get a that posted it's looking really good he's going to have a very happy grandkid for that i think uh so that's good that's going to be fun Okay, what we're reading. Um, I'm still working on Coming of Age in the Milky Way by Tim Paris. I'm just getting into the 20th century stuff. And then I'm probably gonna switch over to what Terry and Jeff have been reading. You got you go ahead. Um, yeah, I
1: finished up in An Immense World by Ed Young, and it's 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 something. It really is. Mm-hmm. Um you'll you'll be fascinated. Yeah, looking um, forward to it. Yeah, and then I um after i finished that so i picked up the second volume in the elric series just to Mm -hmm. just to do that it's good yeah it's 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 always fun now i i I finished up the first reacher uh graphic novel and i'm started the second one and these are i'll I'll give another plug to comiXology on um amazon kindle Mm -hmm. uh if you read it on a color like an ipad it it's great and I these are in the subscription, so I'm not paying for these separately. Nice, nice. Yeah, um, I'm still mixed on Reacher. Um, it's definitely got a lot of similar themes, uh, being Garth Ennis's creation, right, uh, to uh, Lucifer, and yeah. But um, it is, I don't see any cr- direct crossover. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So it, it'll it'll be interesting. I think it's too early to make a decision on whether I. Like the series or not? Yeah, uh, I like it enough to keep reading it.
0: Yep, and you also got a brand new toy to keep you busy on the plane, didn't you? Oh, I wasn't even going to mention that. Oh, yeah, no, my, i I not you? Because I didn't hear what game you were playing. Yeah,
1: Sandy Claus came early this year. Yes. Uh, yeah, I picked up a Steam Deck, mm-hmm. a, a new Steam Deck. Very nice. Um, it's fat. It's interesting. They um, they moved. They used to offer this in some a couple different versions. Yep. And essentially, now they offer it in one version, one okay. terabyte memory. With the same processors and memory and all that stuff, wow. so there was no point in carrying multiple SKUs when yeah there wasn't enough memory in that. Okay. Um, so you can play your Steam games online. Uh, it's got like a Nintendo Twitch type controller setup. The mm-hmm. controls are very nice. Good uh, playing Hades, which is a which is a button masher of all button <laughs> mashers. It uh, it responds
0: very well. Um, that's that's my kind of game on console yeah. stuff either that or the sports games that's about it yeah for me. And as long as i can mash buttons i'm fine
1: and i've been playing now i've got about seven hours into dredge which is in like an eldritch horror fishing oh yeah village game yeah oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i was playing it on the plane I, yep. I i also bought a battery pack that has a clip for so it magnetically pops onto the back of the thing uh pretty comfortable the weight the way i think they got the weight Uh, right on that as well
0: what's the battery life like Uh, without it
1: uh you get three to four maybe three maybe four hours without it
0: gameplay that's not bad at all
1: yeah uh with that on i i chewed that expansion battery down to about 25 percent, playing it
0: for three hours that's not bad Yeah, yeah that's good that's good and if you have it in the house you can just plug it in right Yes. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So yeah. that's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. Very it's cool. a mid,
1: essentially it's a mid-range gaming laptop. Yep. In this format.
0: In this form factor. I know it's scary yeah. what they can do now. Absolutely yeah. scary. That's, and that's if fun. I yeah,
1: I got a little dock for it so I can plug landline into it. Yeah. And um you could even uh go put a bluetooth keyboard and yep. and mouse into it and yeah. can use you it as it up a to a an computer. external monitor.
0: He hear- hurt. Yeah, you so can run uh, yeah. it out
1: to TV. Yeah, it'll do 1080, I think. That's crazy. Crazy, yeah. I say.
0: I know, like I say it's absolutely amazing. I was I was looking, I somehow I I happened upon this hi-fi channel and some of the stuff you can get from Amazon, these little tiny boxes, you know, that, you know, have bluetooth, the amp, even a little vacuum tube. And you know, for a good basic system, it's all you need. You yeah. know, you don't need these large things we used to get when we were kids. I know. Technology is amazing. I love yeah. technology. So yeah, very, very cool. All right. Well, we know, we know you're, you're, you're going to be kept, kept busy. Now don't forget, don't forget you got it. When you let the dogs out, you got to bring them back in.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. They, or <laughs> when, when they come in, I got to get up and close the door. It's getting into wintertime.
0: Yeah, two of them
1: can open the
0: back door. from. Oh, that's right. They were working on that. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. Yes. yes. Well, that's, you know, that happens too. (laughs) So I know we have our three cats. They don't do that, but they do occasionally pound on the door. When I'm working during the day down here, um, our oldest, Charlie, he likes to come down in the afternoon and have a nap in the chair beside me. Mm -hmm. So if I don't let him in, all of a sudden you hear, you know, as he's pounding on the door.
1: Yeah, if I'm doing model work or something on the couch in front of the television, um, I they'll cuddle up. Sky or Toshi yeah. will cuddle up next to me. Yeah, we have that it's, too. It's tough in the model room, but yeah, um,
0: no, I I get it. Ours are pretty good. They don't they don't they only get on the on the workbench when they're hungry, like it's lunchtime. If I'm on the computer, because mm-hmm. they know to go between me and the you know right here between me and the screen. Yeah, and they know. You know, they're smart. They know. They know. Much smarter. All right. Another smart guy, our good friend at Sean's Custom Model Tools. Let's hear what he has to say. Now we're going to talk a bit about Sean's Custom Model Tools, one of our other sponsors of the Scale Model Podcast. Some very cool things, both 3D printed and the Goodman Super Sanding Blocks. Let's start with the Microset and Micro Sole Decal Set Bottle Stand. This is uh Purposely designed for the Microscale set and sole. Uh, most modelers over the years, they've tipped these bottles over. So uh, this is a very handy thing. At $14.95 you can uh, put them both together. They're printed in blue and red for easy identification. Comes with a black base and they actually have little magnets on it. So helps keeps them in place. Definitely a good deal. I use mine all the time and I can well recommend them. Let's talk a bit about those Goodman model super sanding blocks, namely the value pack combo for $28.99. You get the 80 grit, 180 grit, 220, 320, 400, and 600. Uh, Just an amazing set, Uh, just what you need. And you can also, uh, if you want, you can also get a, a sanding super sanding block stand for it, which also uh, really makes life a little bit easier. Helps Helps things keep it organized. The other thing too is they have, they have the awesome model tape dispenser for uh, your various tapes. It's basically a 3D printed thing. You put spools of your tapes. It's got a little razor blade to help uh, cut it. And it's really... Uh, Really, really good design. Uh, so yeah, works out really well. And yours for 1995. So check out these and other amazing deals at Sean's Custom Model dot com, and uh, also on Facebook. And tell them that the Scale Model Podcast sent you. All right, things we've seen. A Couple of cool things around the uh, around the interwebs. I saw this great. You know, we gonna talking about BattleTech and Mechs and that. Mm-hmm. I saw this great looking. Battlemaster from Alpha Scor- scorpion Models and Miniatures. Uh this is a BLR K3 GT Battlemaster. So, fairly straight build of Max Factory's Bigfoot version GT3, a modern reworking of the classic uh Bigfoot from the dugram Anime series. Yeah. Uh, he modeled the cockpit to be single seat and one 100 scale. He also did as a homage to Steve Venter's famous art. Yeah. From the first edition of the Mech Warrior RPG from 1986. He shows one of the pictures there in a Dracus combine. I have that box. That oh, box. yeah. Yeah. So yeah, very gorgeous. Um, yeah, just amazing work. Um, you have to kind of look at it, the link, uh, the Mech Warriors partial field calendar camel over the standard 11th ghost regiment uh looks like it's house Karita. so you've got you know all mm-hmm. the standard stuff with a pilot at the bottom there just again i love the rose slash red color on the canopy
1: yeah i like it
0: i love what he did there and it's just yeah it looks absolutely awesome and again he's got a comparison to the original from the rpg um and yeah he's pretty well nailed it out of the park there mm-hmm. Uh so absolutely good gorgeous. The haiku itself on the uh, in the Japanese symbols, it says machine gun between the eyebrows a red flower blooms. <laughs> Gotta like it. Gotta like it. It's violent imagery underscores the criticism of war of subversive choice for a mech pilot. So yeah, just absolutely gorgeous. So that is a good one. And then the other thing is our good friend Lufram seventy two. You know, he announced his book on the F fifteen J coming out. He's also been doing some segments uh, on his own YouTube or his own Facebook page. So this is kind of neat because I got an F fifteen J in the queue at some point. So he was showing how we use some of the Liquitex inks, and he showed how he was like. Doing the overall color. So he did a second layer link. This one I'm, I'm linking to second layer ink application. This time a medium gray. The ink is stippled on as the white, white layer was allowed to dry for a few minutes, then wiped off using a quality cotton bud or a soft cloth with a little X20A. And then he shows kind of the whole process. It's very subtle, but it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Absolutely gorgeous. It's the kind of thing I want to do for one of my RCAF mech or, um, Valkyrie stuff sometime. So I may have to buy this book because again just gorgeous he's just released that actually not a book it's a mag- one of the mega Japanese magazines he's got a fairly yeah. large article on the F15J uh and j- again just just gorgeous he's answering questions which mm. I love he talks about this uh you know because some people are wondering you know how do you get the control um and but then he has full answers here so it's a good thread to watch and maybe uh capture because there's some good hints, and again, throughout this process, he's been doing it for the last couple of days. Uh, so definitely check out Chris's uh, stuff there. As always, fantastic work. I got we got to see that wonderful Valkyrie in the Lobiz Gray last year at Heritage Con. I was very jealous. Um, but yeah, gorgeous, gorgeous stuff that he builds. All right, what about you, sir? Excellent. Yeah, I
1: uh, did post a link here to the Museum of Pop Culture that yeah. we visited. Nick and I visited, and um, this this is where it gets tough because we talked before the podcast, and I yeah, don't remember what right. we talked about during the podcast. Well, we
0: we we actually talked just a little yeah. bit at the beginning of the podcast. You that's talked what I thought. About, you talked about it needs to be loaded oh, yeah. More, yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you didn't you didn't mention the camera exhibit. The Leica, was it a Leica camera? No, no, not like Leica, Leica oh.
1: Studios.
0: Like a sorry. What am I saying? Yeah, sorry. stop pushing animation. Oh, Jesus. See, that's, see, so see? yeah, they're going to take my geek card Box away.
1: Trolls, um, Kubo and the Two Strings, all that stuff. Oh, so okay. they had a bunch of those pieces there and, and how they revolutionized, really, during Coraline, of 3D printing all the faces and so they could swap
0: out pieces
1: of I- expression. Uh, and and yes, talking okay. and all that. So they could really sculpt the, the mouth. To now be, I'm. Yeah. Now I'm. With seeing phonetics. It yeah. Right? I went
0: to the web page for the studio. Okay. Yeah. I this, so
1: yeah. Uh, a lot of great stuff there. Um, yeah. Very cool. It's, it's just astonishing to see the studio. The, and I'll, I'll, I'll get my photos up. Um, yep. But they had like sets. So full s- room sets from the movies and character right maquettes and everything.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very it's nice. fast.
1: Just fascinating. Cool.
0: I know. It's always neat neat to see stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. Alrighty. Um, I think we're about done. I don't think we have much else. Uh we're also sponsored by Brett and Chrissy at Return to Kit Form. If I do work on that Macross, I'll be using a return to Kit Form canopy mask for my for that YF-21. Yeah. If you're building them too, make sure you get them. Uh we've all all three of us here on, or all four of us on the podcast have used his stuff. They're all awesome. We 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 do recommend it. You can always check them out. Uh they're out of Australia. Uh return the number two, kitform.com. Don't forget to tell them the scale model podcast sent you. So mm-hmm. as always, for more modeling goodness, check out the other Modeling Podcasts at modelpodcast.com. We always love to, uh, you know, invite people to go there. There's all sorts of, there's like 14, 13 or 14 different uh, podcasts now uh, that contribute to that. And now you get a random list and you can check them out. Uh, We also are, of course, on Facebook, YouTube as well. And of course, our very own website, which people say we we have the finest show notes as any of the podcasts. That's not just me saying it, that's other people. Uh, we're trying
1: to broaden your minds. Yes,
0: I didn't even I didn't even have, have to bribe anyone about that.
1: No, and all look, right. we're the only pod, modeling podcast that talks about Michael Moorcock novels.
0: Well, there you go. Right. Exactly. So there you so go. All you need. All you need. <laughs> right there. You know, make sure you like and subscribe there. Uh, we have some merchandise, uh, stickers and T-shirts up at Redbubble. I've got the link there. And as I said before, we've got the What, what We Like page. And this is a really cool page. Uh, we've I started, I wanted to list the books we were all reading. Mm-hmm. And I put Amazon affiliate links, but you get a couple of cents. If you decide to click click through and buy it through amazon i think it takes within an hour we get a couple of sets and you know it's like supporting the podcast i also added some tools and terry's gonna you know he'll send me a list contribute so i got the the tweezers i got from amazon the vast star precision tweezers these are absolutely wonderful and then i also got two of the disposable items uh the medicine cups i use for mixing paint and primer and the little eye eyeliner brushes these are disposable but they're great little one time only if you got to use some glue or a little bit of touch up here and there, as I end up having to do quite a bit. Hmm. Um So they're kind of cool. Um I need to find out, Terry, those, those, those wonderful sets of mini brushes you gave Jeff and Anthony and I a year, a, a two years ago. Um, if you can send me a link on that, because apparently I can link it via Amazon. So I would love to get those up. Even if not, just send me a link to the store. Yeah, that's Gears and... Gear, uh, game, games and gears. Okay. If you can, just remember, just send me that because those are fantastic. And we'll kind of just slowly populate what people like. And, you know, because some people love seeing what other people's tools, both in the tech world, the podcast world. I'm going to throw up a link to the, uh, the mics we use when we're on the road. Uh, the camera and the stand I use when I'm doing videos, et cetera. So yeah, it'll be a fun page. It'll grow as we go. Um, so yeah, hopefully, uh, you'll enjoy that as well. And as always, we wish you the best of the season, uh, whether it's Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever. Uh, hopefully stay safe. Hopefully you find some time for some, uh, bench time. Of course, uh, relax with the family. Don't eat, don't eat too much. Uh, you know, cause you always got to save room, room for dessert. Just saying, you know. So, and then I gotta hit the (laughs) grocery. I gotta hit the grocery store or Costco one or two more times. God help me when I go to Costco. Ah, the Costco. Yeah, I'll I'll go right after work. I don't know about you guys, but in Canada, best time to go is about half an hour after it opens, or during during supper time. That's
1: probably a good idea. Yeah, it's probably
0: because you get the initial rush when they open, and they're usually in and out, and then yeah. I've gone that time with my mom a few times when I've been off during the week. I don't go weekends. I refuse to go weekends. (laughs) My lovely wife knows that's a non-starter that in Walmart on weekends. Definitely a non-starter. She doesn't want me whining. So I get it. That's all right. She's, she's sensible that way. She doesn't drag me along. So I have to find the husband bench and sit there and say, are we done yet? Right. You know, she's, she's very smart that way. All right. So, Four, episode 131 my name is Stuart Clark I'm Terry Measley reminding everyone to have a great holiday season
1: whatever you f- celebrate uh, Christmas Hanukkah Festivus New Year's Canadian New Year's Canadian whatever Year's.
0: yeah you know it's 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 different over here yeah, yeah. that's it all right thank you and be
1: well